Hello, thanks for listening to SoCal Bride Guide. This is episode nine, and today our guest of honor is Julia Satterley. Julia is a wedding officiant with Your Wedding Bells. Your Wedding Bells has been featured on ABC News, Good Morning America, Some Good News, and on wedding websites like The Knot and Wedding Wire. Your Wedding Bells is a full service wedding officiant company. And in my conversation with Julia, I found that she's a very helpful resource and a wealth of knowledge regarding ceremony and the wedding industry. We chat about her business, the unique services she offers, pricing, and she even tells us some stories about some unique wedding experiences she was a part of. I thoroughly enjoyed my chat with Julia, and I hope you do too. Please welcome to the podcast, Julia Satterley. Hi, Julia. How are you? Hi, Dee. I'm well, thank you. I'm so uh, looking forward to this conversation. Oh, awesome. Me too. Thanks for coming on the podcast. So tell me about yourself. My pleasure. Of course. And tell me about yourself and about your business that you have. Sure. So um, I was, I, I feel like I've had about five careers in my lifetime. And um, I, I guess I'm a late bloomer because I didn't find out what I was really supposed to be doing until I started doing this work about three years ago. Um, oh, nice. I had been officiating weddings for family and friends just kind of, you know, casually. And then I found out that it was a thing to do it professionally. And I had no idea how much I would love it. It's been such a gift to be involved in our clients' lives the way I get to be involved in them now, you know, helping them create a beautiful, personalized, meaningful wedding ceremony. Um, so it ticks all the boxes for me. I get to be creative. I get to run a business. I get to interact and connect with our clients. Um, and those are all things that are really, really important to me. So it, it's just been a wonderful um, marriage, pardon the pun, <laughs> of all the things that I feel like I'm good at and that I really love to do. Oh, that's so cool to hear. And I feel like, no, you're not a late bloomer at all because at least you found it some people I feel like go their whole lives and don't know I'm still dabbling around trying to figure it out so you're all in great timing um absolutely yeah and it's the perfect time in my life to be doing this so it's great oh perfect to love to hear that so how did you you said you started officiating weddings for friends like how did that how did that start out well, I, I have an undergraduate degree in theology, and I've always sort of been around things of a theological nature, if you will. And I think my friends who knew that sort of saw me as a kind of a ministerial figure, even though I'm really not a very ministerial person. You know, mm -hmm. I'm really laid back and fun and not very religious, believe it or not, although I'm deeply spiritual. And mm -hmm. um so I just think they thought I would be a good fit when they were getting married, and it always turned out to be beautiful. Um, but that's, I think, where that idea came from for, yeah. for my friends. I'm also a former attorney. Oh, wow. <laughs> and so there's some, you know, there's always some legal aspects of some of these things, uh, like the marriage license and those sorts of things. And so I guess I was also looked at as kind of a, a person who would know about those kinds of things. So I think the combination um, of the ministerial and the attorney kind of made people think I would do well. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I guess I did. <laughs> you know, that's so interesting to me that you were an attorney. I feel like that happens quite often where attorneys find almost like a second or 
third or however many different career paths right. after being an attorney. I feel like that's more commonly heard than than you'd imagine. Yeah, and you'll, I'll tell you what it's about for me. So before I was an attorney, I was a social worker, uh-huh. and I loved that work. I loved. I did a lot of working with families in crisis and um, sort of um, supporting families who were going through difficult, you know, experiences. Mm-hmm. And um, and I, but I didn't feel like I had enough, I guess, power or influence. And so I thought law school would be a way to have more power and influence. And in some ways it did, but in some ways it was just a drain for me because um, for me anyway, you know, law is a win, win, not a win-win situation. Somebody always wins and somebody always loses. And the, you know, your job is to win. And so the competitive and um, contentious nature of that work was just really draining for me. And so... I'm I'm much more of a bridge builder than a than a wall builder. <laughs> yeah. And um so I, I can imagine that a lot of other people who practice law um find something else because it's it's pretty draining and um you know, we need good lawyers for sure, mm-hmm. especially in the criminal justice system. But uh for me it just wasn't an uh, it wasn't the energy I wanted to be involved in anymore. I hear that. Well kudos to you for, you know, kind of finding your path and finding your passion and doing that. And thanks for your work in the social work. I'm sure that can't be easy. So I, somebody has got to do it. So I appreciate those who do. Oh, thank you. That's nice of you to say. Well, so now you've gotten to your, um, officiant, have you tried like MC or do you offer that or are you anything else other, yeah, since you're good with the public um, speaking? Yeah, thank you. I I don't really um, do a lot of that kind of thing. One of the things that I actually really enjoy about being an officiant is kind of being there at this like pivotal moment when the Mm -hmm. ceremony happens and they get to um, share their most intimate, well, not their most intimate, but their deeply meaningful words with each other. And I get to, you know, help them create a ceremony that reflects that. But then they get to go on and have their party and I get to go home. (laughs) (laughs) um like I couldn't be a coordinator that just for me is would be too long a day and Mm -hmm. too many too many details I'm not really a detail-oriented person I'm kind of a big picture person so um so so yeah I mean I would do it if I was asked and it was probably somebody I was very close to but I really liked the officiating piece I have started to offer um styled elopement packages which means that we'll do a little bit of styling in florals and arches and chairs and that kind of thing but it'll still be a fairly short amount of time um and and a small amount of details to keep track of (laughs) yeah well that's cool um i do some public speaking in the other part of my life so i'm also a life and relationship coach Oh, and as a re- yeah, and as a result of that, I sometimes get asked to do, you know, uh, workshops and retreats and that kind of thing. So I do do that. That's cool. So you're very involved with the yeah. relationship aspect of it. I like. That. I am. I really enjoy helping people figure out how to navigate their relationships and have healthier, happier, um, yeah, relationships. Oh, and cool. lives. <laughs> <laughs> 
Great to hear. So then tell us about the process. What happens if a couple comes to you and they want you to officiate? How does the process go? How do you get to know them? So, um, you know, often we get requests from some of the major um, wedding marketing um, areas like The Knot and Wedding Wire and Thumbtack. Mm -hmm. Uh, But a lot of my um, clients now come from um, what I think of as frienders, you know, vendors that I've become friends with in the industry. So um, photographers, planners, florists, venues um, will often refer us to their clients. And which I love because that means we've really, we're really getting a personal recommendation Absolutely. Um, or they sometimes come to us off of social media. So what I do is I first um, spend quite a bit of the initial conversation asking our couples to tell us um, about them and how they met and what they love about each other and, you know, what brought them together and why they stayed together and why they got engaged and why they want to get married, you know, all that stuff. Um, stuff. We really want to hear their story because that's what we're going to try to reflect, um, in the, in the ceremony that we help them create. So that's a good part of the initial conversation. And then we talk about their ceremony, uh, you know, in particular, whether they're religious people, people of faith, um, what faith they're from, whether it's Christian or Muslim or Jewish or a combination, which is often the case. I get a lot of brides and grooms who are, um, you know, interfaith. Mm-hmm. And how are we going to figure out a way to reflect both of those um, faith uh, traditions in their ceremony? So we talk about that. And then the specifics of the ceremony, like um, who's going to walk you down the aisle and what would you like them to say, if anything, when they get, you know, get you to the front of the area before they hand you off to the, to your, to your partner? Um, are you going to write your own vows and do you need any help with that? Um, are you going to exchange rings and what would you like to say about that? You know, um, are you going to do a symbolic ceremony like a hand fasting ceremony or a candle lighting ceremony or a sand ceremony? Um, So we talk about all the specifics of their ceremony. And then I share with them a little bit more about me and my company and how our process works Um, and and the way that works. So we are a group of six women wedding officiants now. um, Mm -hmm. And these are all women who are known very well to me, my sister, two of my best friends, and two women that I care deeply about. One who's a bilingual officiant and the other woman lives in Palm Springs, which is a very popular area. And so I share with them about us and then how the process works is that um, about a month or two before their ceremony, I share a couple of draft ceremonies that I've created for them based on the conversations that we've had. And then we go back and forth via email and add, subtract, edit, combine, whatever we need to do to make it exactly what they're looking for. So I share with them how that process works and make sure that that's a process that they're um, comfortable with some brides and grooms want a little less hands-on they just kind of want somebody to take care of it for them which is great we can do that and some brides and grooms uh, or grooms and grooms or brides and brides mm-hmm. um, couples mm-hmm. uh, want to really kind of be involved in every detail every word every sentence and that's great too we love both ends of that spectrum and anything in between because really for us it's all about them and we want them to end up with a ceremony that's for them and not for anybody else. I love that. So that's kind of how our process works. 
Yeah. I like it. So you get to know them. And I'm glad you brought up um, like the religion piece of it. I wanted to ask about it, but I never know, you know, it's a tricky, it's one of those hot topics, right? But you brought it up, you know, right. you're open to any religion and interfaith and um, absolutely any sex couple. And that's great. I love that. All inclusive. That's right. That Yes, we are super all inclusive. We've done I, I have a tendency to get um, from some other um, officiating companies who are either not comfortable or, or don't do same-sex uh, weddings because they might personally not have a problem with it, but their ordination could be um, in jeopardy if they do a same-sex wedding. So they refer a lot of their same-sex couples to us, which we love because we love, um, well, we love love, period. Yeah, but we also, love love. Yeah, well, one of the things I found with same-sex couples is because it wasn't always something they could do, I think that they really, really appreciate the process, and they get very invested um, and very excited about the process, and that's fun for us. So, yeah, for sure, every kind of couple you can imagine, but also every religious tradition and a combination. Many, many of our couples are a combination of maybe Jewish and Christian or Christian and um, Muslim or um, a spiritual or new age sort of person in a Christian. And so it's really fun for me because I have studied the religions of the world. I know um, a lot about the traditions that go into so many of the faith faith, uh, practices that I can combine sort of the best of both worlds for our couples. uh, and we can do, you know, a straight, I don't, I don't know if straight is the right word, but, a, you know, a, a traditional Christian ceremony as well. Um, I do come from that background, although I really now kind of incorporate a lot of different faith traditions into my personal spirituality. Mm-hmm. But we also have a couple of officiants in our group that are, um, one is a Bible study leader, so she's great at, at working with the couples that are really looking for a Christian ceremony. So we really can do it all. <laughs> oh, I love that. I love everything about what you just said. That's great. Oh, thank you. Well, do you have any recommendations for those that, so I know with my ceremony, we kind of kept it short and sweet. Um, I know, I remember mm-hmm. we didn't want it to go over 15 minutes, but I didn't want it too short. So we wanted something to like fill up space. So do you have like a go-to sure. poem recommendations or type of readings or something if, if people want to fill up a little something and talk about love and the union? Absolutely. Um, so in the, in the um, neighborhood of poems and readings, I have a couple of long documents in my, in my Google Drive filled with poems and readings. Um, nice. And I really try to draw from a lot of different resources because different things appeal to different people. Right. So I have like a Khalil Gibran poem. I have Rumi quotes. I have um, Pablo Neruda quotes for people, you know, who appreciate maybe a Spanish or, a you know, a Latin-influenced um, poet. But also readings. Honestly, when I'm reading a book and I read voraciously, I'm constantly copying and pasting from my Kindle app into my notes app oh, nice. because I, I come up with all of these quotes from books that I've read. Yeah. And also in my work as um, as a relationship and life coach, I read a lot of, you know, relationship books and I get a lot of inspiration and quotes from those as well. And I actually do 
Um, every fourth post on our Instagram page is a, is what we call a love quote. Aww, and so often cool. a couple will, yeah, often a couple will see one of those and, and kind of ask for more of that. And so we can do that as well. So in the realm of poems and readings, I have a ton of resources to share with my couples. And I love doing those in a ceremony. Um, so I'm, I, I would try to encourage them to do that. Um, and another couple of things that can fill out a wedding ceremony are what I talked about a little earlier about symbolic ceremonies. So again, mm-hmm. that would be a hand, uh, like a candle lighting ceremony or a hand fasting ceremony or a um, sand ceremony. Although the sky's the limit when it comes to symbolic ceremonies, I like to tell my clients this really cute story. I had a bride and groom who were really into camping and they loved making s'mores, you know, Aww. over a campfire with the chocolate. And so they wanted to do a s'mores symbolic ceremony in their wedding, which I thought was the cutest idea, but it so gets cute. even better. The groom wrote this darling passage about how the graham crackers were like the foundation of their marriage and the Aww. chocolate was like the sweetness and the marshmallow was kind of the sticky glue that kept them together I have to say it was one of the sweetest things I've ever heard oh that's so sweet isn't that cute and he it came from his heart so that's that's what makes it it even more special came from his heart it was so beautiful it was really really beautiful um and these days people are doing you know the wine box time capsule ceremony they're doing a Native American blanket ceremony they're doing um a whiskey I had never heard of this, but I guess it's a Southern tradition to bury a bottle of whiskey or bourbon on the site of your ceremony, like a year before you get married, and then dig it up and drink it huh. in your ceremony. I had never <laughs> heard of that. That is. I had never heard of it either. But we love stuff like that because I love learning about new traditions and customs. We love doing things like um, a Japanese tea ceremony um, mm-hmm. before um, a ceremony that involves uh, people generally, you know, it's not just Japanese, but Chinese and Korean um, is, is, a, is a really important tradition and custom in those cultures. Um, we've done a honey ceremony that comes from the Persian culture. Um, so there's so many fun things and beautiful uh, traditions that we can include. You're opening so my mind yeah, to a whole uh, new yeah. world. <laughs> I know there's so much to consider and I love researching it. And, you know, if somebody says we really want to do, you know, something like this, I, I, I challenge myself to come up with a couple of different versions of it so that they can find one that really speaks to them. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Very cool. It's fun. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a lot of things you can do to kind of fill in, fill in the spaces. You can also have other people do readings or songs mm-hmm. or a dance. You know, there really are no rules. There's only two rules when it comes to a wedding. You have to say, I do, and your officiant has to say, I pronounce you husband and wife. But in the state of California, other than that, there are no rules. So I actually had a groom wrap his wedding vows. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) And it it was awesome. And I said to him afterwards, gosh, how many times did you have to practice that? And he told me, oh, no, that was freestyle. Oh, <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's impressive. It was really amazing. It really was cool. That reminded me one of um a wedding that I attended. The groom 
all of his vowels were all lyrics from songs, from love songs. All of it. But it worked. It was very cute. Yeah, it worked. Yeah, yeah. I love that. I've seen that before. Um, Not so much a different, you know, different songs, but I've seen a a major section of a song be Mm -hmm. part of somebody's wedding vows. Yeah. Or they've asked it to be included in their um, ceremony. Okay. Yeah. I did a, yeah, I did a, I did a motorcycle based uh, themed wedding for this couple who were both big motorcycle riders. And the whole wedding was all about, you know, being sort of ride or die and we're going to ride <laughs> off in the sunset together. And, and they had a song, I think it was like maybe a Leonard Skinner song or something that had something to do with riding motorcycles in their ceremony. Oh, that's cool. The theme, yeah. They were on theme the whole time. I love that. They were. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> Very cool. Well, all right. Well, let's talk logistics. Do you have okay. any like audio equipment that you use or how does that all work? We're actually in the process of acquiring it because um, really kind of up until this point, we didn't need it, but mm-hmm. now that we're branching into like styled elopements, it's going to be really helpful for us to have our own equipment. Um, and mostly that's important. We do a lot of really small weddings. Um, and when we do the bigger weddings, they're usually at a venue and they usually have a sound system or at least there's a sound person because there's going to be a DJ. So we don't, we haven't really had to worry about that. But now that we're doing so many more smaller like micro weddings, mini monies, Especially if it's on or near the beach, it's really important to have a sound sound equipment because of the, the ocean. It's really hard mm. to hear with the ocean in the background. Yeah. So we're in the process of acquiring sound equipment now. I mean, it's not anything fancy, but it definitely will help people hear us better um, when we're in a situation where there's some background noise. Yeah, enough to do that. I could see that how you wouldn't need it because I feel like most venues have or provide the equipment and everything for you. But now this they past do. year with kind of the shutdown, people are left to more kind of backyard weddings or like Airbnb private resident type weddings or um, yeah, a type of elopement. Do you, so you kind exactly. of touched on the styled elopement. Can you give me a little bit more information? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So what we found was we were getting asked a lot whether or not we had any packages. And for a long time, my answer to that question was, well, not really. We just come and officiate your wedding. Not we just, but, you know, we we, we create a ceremony. We come and officiate your wedding. We sign the papers. We send it off. And it occurred to me, especially as COVID was making so many people downsize and do smaller things, that we had some resources that we could share with our clients and kind of create a package that was really affordable um, and fairly simple, but a little bit more than just your basic showing up at the beach, the three of us or the four of us with your photographer and doing your ceremony. So that's why we decided to include, we invested in some arches um, that we built and we invest and we're working with some other vendors to provide chairs So it'll be um, an arch, your chairs for up to 20 people, the photographer at a really good rate for two to three hours of photography, um, and then obviously us, and then the florals, a bouquet, a boutonniere, and some simple arch florals. Um, And we do that package for $17.95, which, as you know, some photographers cost that much. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Easily. Right. 
Right. And then we also have like the next level down is just photographer and ceremony. Well, I should say photographer, ceremony, and florals, and that's 1300 And then we do um, ceremony, just ceremony and photography, and that's 900 So we have a couple of different tiers. We're still trying to keep it really, really simple and easy, mm-hmm. but um, providing a little bit more service to our clients. Yeah, I love that. That's actually, yeah, that's super affordable. And even up to 20 guests, I feel like that's kind of like, you know, the micro ceremony. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we think of it as an elopement or micro ceremony, exactly, right. Mi- micro wedding, right? Yeah, and we do all of those are at um, not at event, not at venues. So that's always in a public place where we can get a permit, like in the city of San Diego at Sunset Cliffs or Wind and Sea Beach. Um, there's a couple of beaches in Orange County that we can do. Uh, we can do Joshua Tree. Um, oh, nice. So it's a place, a public place where you can get a permit to do a, a small event. Mm-hmm. I feel like yeah. Joshua Tree, I haven't, so I, I'm not like born and raised in California. I moved here okay. as an adult, but everyone keeps talking about it and I feel like I have to make it out there. And it sounds like a popular, like elopement type yeah. destination. It p- photographs it well is. from what I hear. <laughs> It photographs incredibly well, if especially if you're into the desert kind of boho thing. Uh-huh. It's very popular for that. Um, I think that Joshua Tree has a really magical energy vibe it? to it. Hmm. It's very, um, oh, what's the word? It, it's just very, it's very peaceful and it's very sort of soul nourishing, I guess mm-hmm. is the way I want to describe it. It just feels like... Um, like you're really connected like with the land and with the earth and with the, with the beauty of nature. And mm-hmm. I think that's what really appeals to a lot of people about Joshua tree. So the perfect location to get your styled elopement in. It's perfect for that. Yes, oh, absolutely. I love that. Very cool. Yeah. Well, all right. So you talked about the styled elopement prices. What about, um, if someone has a short ceremony and they just wanted, um, an officiant, what's the price? Yeah. On that? So, um, yeah, that our prices range, uh, starts at two fifty and goes up to about three twenty five, three fifty. Um, we do offer a military first responders and teachers discount. So oh, if any of so our nice. clients are in those categories, yeah, we do a um, 10% off of that. Um, but generally a basic elopement where you just want us to come with you and maybe your photographer and a a friend as a witness and come to a public location like the beach or a park that's at our two fifty level. Um, and then if it's a little more involved than that, um, and, or you want, um, more, uh, a lot more personalization or a lot more um, involvement in the ceremony itself in terms of the writing of it. It might be 275. If we're looking at um, a bigger group of people, maybe we need to manage like the coming in and the going out of the bridal party, not a full mm-hmm. rehearsal, but just kind of managing that process. It might be 300, but that's just kind of the basic range that we offer. When we get up, to, when we get into full service weddings where we're at a venue and there's a rehearsal and that kind of thing, then we get more into the 350, 400 range. But I've been told by a lot of people that our prices are very reasonable. Yeah, um, I think. And so. I, I think, 
Yeah, I think it's because we all love this work and it hardly feels like work to us. So it's hard to charge a lot when you're really enjoying <laughs> what you're doing. <laughs> Plus, we know that, you know, couples have so many other expenses mm-hmm. um, that we'd hate to shortchange them on something like their florals or their photographer because those are so important. Yeah. Oh, well, that's, I love that. I, yeah, I agree with you. I think that's definitely reasonable. And then your price structure also makes sense. Like you said, if you have to make it to the rehearsal, obviously that's a second, you know, trip day. So absolutely makes sense. Right. Definitely, definitely affordable. And also one of the nice things about us is that we don't charge a lot, if at all, for travel because we have so many officiants in Southern California, although I will say right here that we do destination as well. I'm going to um, Valle de Guadalupe in um, the fall for a wedding in Mexico and also down to Guadalajara for a, me- for a wedding in Mexico. So we do travel, and nice. I've done a lot of national park weddings like at Sequoia, Joshua Trees, Yosemite. Um, those are some of my favorites. I love destination weddings. Oh, but I, as I was saying, we don't travel. We don't charge a lot for travel because there are six of us and we're all over the Southern California. Mm-hmm. So, for example, Reverend Jill lives in Chino Hills. She covers all of the IE and Riverside County. So, we, you know, it's not like one of us has to drive up there. Um, nice. And we have the officiant in, in Palm Springs, so she doesn't have to travel very far. So that makes it more affordable, too. Absolutely. Yeah, that's a big piece of it. So I like that. You guys got all your bases covered. We do. We do. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. All right. Well, I do want to take a quick break from the shop talk and have a little fun. I like to play a couple games. Before we go any further, I have to show some love to our sponsor for this podcast, Rolling Shutter Imagery. Rolling Shutter Imagery provides photo and video production services. They can take care of everything from your engagement or family photo shoots to full wedding photography and videography services. They even do promotional and testimonial videos for all you small business owners out there. Personally, I like what I see from Rolling Shutter Imagery and you are welcome to check out their work as well. You can find them on Instagram at Rolling Shutter Imagery. Take a look and see what they're up to. Of course, I was able to snag a sweet deal for our SoCal Bride Guide listeners. Rolling Shutter Imagery is offering 10% off your photo and or video package up to $300. That's right, up to $300 savings for our listeners. Don't wait. What are you still listening to me for? Head on over to rollingshutterimagery.com to take advantage of this deal. That's rollingshutterimagery.com. Go to their contact page and submit an inquiry for a quote. Mention you are a SoCal Bride Guide listener in the message to claim your savings. Again, that's rollingshutterimagery.com. So let's do, are you, are you a fan of trivia questions? I love playing trivia. I'm not very good at it. but um, <laughs> Me neither. But I, I, I do like it. It's fun. Yeah. Alrighty, we'll we'll play a couple of trivial trivia games. It's multiple choice, um, okay. So that'll make it easier on you. That does make it easier. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and it's all wedding related to um, stay okay. on stay on the trend of weddings. So, uh, question one: Giving almonds as a wedding favor originated from where? A Greek legend, 
B, Egyptian myth, or C, British royalty? Mm, I'm going to try Egyptian myth. I would have guessed that too, and it's a Greek legend. Oh, shoot. (laughs) (laughs) That's all right. All right, question two. Wedding veils from ancient Rome were what color? A, white, B, gray, or C, yellow? Hmm. Well, I have absolutely no idea, so I'm just going to go with my favorite color, which is yellow. You got it. That is the right answer. Yay! <laughs> oh, I'm so glad to know that. And I'm going to have to look that up because, as I said, yellow is my favorite color. Mm-hmm. Uh, interesting color for a veil, but hey. That's... It is. Yeah. yeah. I would have thought would have thought one of the um, answers would be red. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. Huh. Okay. All right. Next question. Now, okay, this this is prior to COVID. So like 2018, okay. <laughs> 2019, I feel like I have to preference pre-pandemic wedding. Um, so right. Okay. About 62% of weddings have a what? So A, a flower girl, B, open bar, or C, wedding cake? 62%. I would think wedding cake would be closer to 80 or 90. Mm -hmm. I would think open bar, not so much. I'm going to go with flower girl. You got it again. That was good logic. All right. (laughs) Yeah. And, and, and I talked to a lot of uh, couples and when I asked them if they have a ring bearer or a flower girl, the answer is almost always yes. So nice. (laughs) Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Alrighty, and then last trivia question before we move on to our second game. So the last trivia okay. question is, this is as of 2019, how much did the most expensive wedding dress cost? Uh, the most expensive oh of record. So A is $7 million, B, $10 million, I know, and C, $12 million. Oh my gosh. All of those sound so outrageous that I'm just going to go for the highest one and say 12 million. You're right. It's actually 12.2 million, but yes, you are right. Can you imagine having enough money, extra money laying around that you could spend $12 million on your wedding dress? Oh my gosh. I couldn't, I couldn't imagine. Do you you know who or where that happened? Uh, I got to look into that. I don't know. I kind of Googled some wedding trivia and that's what they said, the most okay. expensive one, but it didn't have who, but I wonder, I bet I could find out. I want to look that up yeah. because I'd like to see what that looks like. What is like $12 million worth of wedding dress look like? Right? <laughs> there are diamonds on is the dress. What's going on? Yeah. Crystals? Right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So yeah, 12.2 wow, million. That's- so interesting yeah thank you so I think I was three for four there that's you were that's really good yeah you did great not that I'm competitive or anything I say sarcastically (laughs) (laughs) did I win you did I think you won you beat me (laughs) I got less of those right (laughs) okay All right and then the other game um I just like to ask rapid fire kind of questions okay so what off the top of my head kind of thing yes so what is your favorite meal of the day Mm. oh breakfast perfect me too favorite color 
yellow. Yeah, well, I should have known. We said that. <laughs> yeah, yellow. I love sunshine, lemons, and, um, you know, yellow flowers. <laughs> I like it. It's a happy color. Um, yeah. So then now I have to ask, sunrise or sunset? Oh, sunset. I love sunrise, but it happens too early. Yeah, I I feel you on that one. <laughs> All right. Favorite TV show? Oh, of all time? Um, yeah. Probably Parenthood. Okay. I have to check that one out. You, yeah, that's a really good series. I'll check it very, out. It gets you very emotional, so bring the tissues. Okay, I will. Great show. I've heard good things. Yeah. All mm-hmm. right. Um, favorite day of the week? Mm, these are so good. <laughs> Sunday. Yeah, nice. Sunday. I, 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 yeah, I try to really relax unless I have a wedding. But Yeah. Okay. Um, favorite. And music- I love brunch. <laughs> <laughs> I hear that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Favorite music genre? A singer-songwriter. I'm a, I'm a sucker for a poetic, well-written song mm-hmm. that has a, you know, theme and a message. Yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. Nice. And last one, hot chocolate or apple cider? Oh, boy. Absolutely hot chocolate. Like, yeah. chocolate is my, chocolate is my kryptonite. <laughs> <laughs> I am not, I am not safe. Chocolate is very dangerous for me. <laughs> We have that in common. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's a slippery slope. Once I start, it feels like it's, I can't, it's hard to get it back under control. <laughs> I'm pretty good. I feel like I'm kind of, I have to have a little bit every day. It's it's bad, but I can stop. Mm. I have to have like a bite or two mm. of something, whether it's like the fun size chocolates or like I buy a bite of brownie or I buy a brownie a week and I'll take like a bite or two and just nibble at it. But yeah. Well, I, I'm telling you, I want to be you when I grow up because <laughs> I cannot like it, if it's one, it's the whole bag. If it's a brownie, it's the whole pan. Like, <laughs> yeah, I have to be, I have to, I have to keep it out or I can't, I, I really can't um, manage that well. So I'm, I'm, I'm impressed that you can. We'll see. The grass is always <laughs> greener on the subject on the... of hot, Oh, sorry. I was just going to say, Good. on the subject of hot chocolate, have you ever had European hot chocolate? I have not. I went to Europe a year and a half ago, and I had hot chocolate in a little cafe in Vienna. Like, does that sound idyllic or what? Oh, yeah. Um, and it's, over there, it's like pudding. It's so thick. Really? Huh. It's like, it's so amazing. <laughs> hmm. I mean... Not not um, low low in calories for sure, but really amazing. Yeah. Next, anyway, I'm sorry I digress. No, that's okay. I'm thinking, well, when we open up again and I end up over there, well, now I'm going to have to try right. it. Um, you are. And then I was going to say that I said the grass is always greener on the other side because I feel like I envy people who can go days without chocolate and I can't make it through a single day. Mm. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Either way. It's the simple things in life. Yeah. All righty. Well, if somebody does want to get in contact with you about booking, where should they contact you? Where should they go? Yeah, absolutely. So um, 
Our website is www.yourweddingbells, and bells is spelled with an extra E, like southernbells.com, um, and that's, you know, indicating that we're girls or women. Um, and then, um, for sure, check out our Instagram, at yourweddingbells, again, bells with an extra E. Um, we have a lot of really wonderful photos of the weddings that we've done and the love quotes that I talked about. So I'd love to see people check us out there. Yeah. Um, we have a Facebook page. We have my sister works on all of our social media and oh, she's nice. setting up Pinterest and TikTok for us. So we're, we're coming on those <laughs> platforms. But um, if they go to our website and just fill out the um, contact form, somebody, me usually, we'll get back to them within Usually within an hour or two, I try to really be super responsive to that kind of thing. So that's, great. Um, that's probably the best way. Yeah. And then, okay, so spell bells for me. Sure. It's be like boy, E-L-L-E-S. Okay. Your wedding bells. Okay. Perfect. Right. Well, as I said, sort of like Southern bells. Gotcha. Makes sense. Yeah. All righty. And then my daughter-in-law came up with that name and um, we're cute. very happy with it. Yeah. <laughs> very cute. Yeah. yeah. I love it. Mm-hmm. All right. I hope you enjoyed my chat with Julia. Please make sure you show her some love. Follow her on social media, Your Wedding Bells. And thanks for listening. Thanks for supporting small business. Just by listening to this podcast, you are supporting small business. So we appreciate you so much. Please continue to show the love, subscribe to this podcast and leave us a review and follow us on Instagram. You can find us at SoCal Bride Guide. There you can submit your questions or request advice from upcoming vendors. And that is it for today. We will talk next week. Thank you. Have a good week. Bye.